Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So there is a topic that comes up a lot in therapy, no matter how old my clients are. And it has to do with identity. So if we go back to the earliest times in life, after we have been babies, after infancy comes toddlerhood. What does being a toddler mean? It means that as kids learn to walk, the first thing they do is they toddle away from their parent. They will toddle away from their parent and they will go a certain distance and then they will look back to make sure that mom or dad is there. And then they might come running back to mom or dad, or they might keep going when they look back and see that their parent is watching. Now, it's that. It's the parents watching and giving them confidence that helps them. Now, why do kids do this? Why do they toddle away and look back? The reason that this happens is because kids are trying to figure out what kids are realizing is that they exist outside the entity of their parent. Just to make it easier, I'll say mom. So they toddle away from mom and they're trying to understand the boundaries that make up mom and make up them. So if we think about before this, when babies are little, they are breastfeeding and they are constantly being held by mom. When they have the ability to be mobile on their own, they begin to walk away from mom and they get that distance and then they realize, oh, I might not be part of mom. I might be my own person. And it's the first time in our lives where we start to experience independence as an entity outside of our mothers. Now, this isn't the only time in life when we have that experience. It looks a little different later, but the next time that we experience a certain level of independence is during early adulthood. Now, this is where kids become adults and move away from their primary family. Now, it used to be pretty cut and dry. Everybody turned 18 and got out of the house, and that was sort of the beginning of adulthood. But as we know, nowadays, that's not so easy, mostly financially for kids to do. And so they're spending a longer amount of time at home. However, when they do finally venture out and live on their own, whether that means getting their own place to live, or that means going and living at college, the first time we actually leave our families is the first time where we have to think of ourselves as having an identity outside of 
that family. And we have to figure out where we fit. And so our identity becomes that. We figure out who the friends are that we really connect with, um, who the romantic partners become. We figure out our sexuality and the kind of person that we want to be with. And we start thinking about things like whether or not we want to get married, whether or not we want to have kids. We start thinking about careers after most of us fumble around trying to figure that one out for a while until we finally settle on the career that we actually want and can commit to for our adult life. And a lot of times people will figure out where they fall from a religious perspective or a spiritual perspective, often either going along with the religious practices that we are raised with or venturing out into something entirely different. Now, early adulthood in therapy has all of these things. All of these things have to be figured out. One of the things that comes up over and over again for people who come to see me, particularly in the area that my office is in, there are a lot of people from a lot of different cultures. The issue comes up in early adulthood when I have kids who were raised in the US by immigrant parents and it doesn't matter what culture it is. It doesn't matter where they came from. It is often the same kind of conflict. Mom and dad have carried forth values in the tradition of the culture and expect the kids to do the same. And conflict arises because these are kids who are raised in the US. And though they might come from a different culture, they've spent a lot of time interacting with American families, American traditions, American friends, American ways of being. And this causes a lot of conflict between immigrant parents and kids who have been raised in the US. A lot of times immigrant parents will believe that they have passed all the values and traditions of their culture onto their children and don't understand why their kids are so wanting to do things in the American way. And truthfully, kids who are dealing with this have a lot of problems with identity because they're not fully American and they're not fully from the culture their parents were raised in. And so they get a lot of times confused about who they should be friends with, who they should be romantic partners with, what their religious or spiritual beliefs should be, because they're not feeling like they fit exactly anywhere. And their experience is completely unique. And so that is something that comes up a lot of times during therapy. Now, as people get into adulthood, and we're talking about settling in, having figured out where we belong from a career perspective, figuring out 
who our good friends are, figuring out where we fall religiously, spiritually, figuring out who our romantic partners are. When we have that stuff all figured out in adulthood, the issues with identity come up again. And usually this can be ignored for a period of time, but once children are introduced into the mix, there becomes a lot of debate between partners, even partners from the same cultures, because everybody has to decide first how they're going to name their children, whose last name the child is going to have. But even just naming children becomes an issue because somebody will want their first child to be named after a relative. And then our partners may or may not agree with that and maybe have different ideas about who the child should be named after. Now, if a spouse keeps their maiden name, when they get married, the question becomes, whose last name does the child get? And so it starts there. And then it goes into things like, what are our religious practices going to be? Now, people who come from different religious backgrounds and are devout, there is a lot of compromising that goes on in terms of figuring out what religious traditions will be used from one culture and what religious traditions will be used from another. Even between people who are from the same religion, there's always a question of how often do we go to church, synagogue, temple, mosque? So this can be a problem. And then just in general, what cultural traditions, no matter what the cultures are, will the kids participate in? and how much of that is really important. Now, there's a TV show that's run its course now called Modern Family, you may have heard of it, um, where they address this quite often in a comedic way. You have a woman who is Colombian and at first was with a, another Colombian man and they had a child, but the child was raised in the US and then she marries an American man. And the comedy has to do with how much of her culture she's going to hold on to and pass on to her son and how much of the American culture she's going to adapt to and have her son adapt to. And so usually it's very funny, but it's something that's addressed over and over again. And you can see how this could be a conflict in a family. Uh, simultaneously, the show has two white gay men raising a Vietnamese daughter whom they adopted. And I have to say that the show doesn't address that as much so far as I've seen. I'm not completely finished with the show yet. I'm currently working on that, binge watching it. But that is sort of it's shown to be less of an issue, which is interesting in and of itself. And so I think that this becomes really when we're adults and we have partners and we're trying to figure out which direction to go in 
in terms of the things that we want to hold on to culturally, religiously, ethnically, and the things that we are willing to let go of in those areas. Now, eventually, all of this stuff gets settled down and, and we have to figure out how to integrate all these various parts of ourselves. And this can be as simple as I have people who come to see me who have maybe an ugly past. Maybe they were raised in a super dysfunctional family, or there was a period of time in their youth where they were gang members, or they got into trouble with the law. And what ends up happening is when people outgrow those parts of their past, although they've done a lot of work on themselves, to get past all of that, what ends up happening is they can't quite reconcile their ugly pasts. They can't quite reconcile who they used to be with who they are today. Often there's just a complete abandonment of that old person, a, sort of like a shedding of a skin. And then these people will come into therapy and they'll want to work on themselves and work further on themselves. And of course, I want to know about the past. I want to know every detail and trauma and problem of the past in order to be able to help somebody in the present. Sometimes this is so hard for people. They will flat out tell me, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I, uh, I did everything in my power to escape the place I grew up, and I really don't think we need to talk about that now. I am completely focused on my future, and I just want to focus on the positive, and can't we just deal with my day-to-day -day issues that I'm having right now in this adult person who has grown up and evolved? And the answer is, I'm sorry, no because we can't fix today and we can't fix your future without going into the past and understanding all of that. And so it can be as simple as I will see people who have this issue coming in and they will have different groups of friends, for example. And they'll have friends from the old neighborhood or friends that knew about their parents and knew what they went through. And then they have friends who they met in their careers and are successful. And a lot of times what will happen is they will keep these two groups of friends from meeting each other. And they will try to keep them apart as long as possible to where if the person ever tries to get married, uh, they have a lot of problems in figuring out who gets invited to the wedding and who doesn't or where they sit and hope that they don't interact with one another. And it becomes extremely complicated. And so this is the thing. What therapy is in this situation is really getting people to a place where they understand that where they came from has everything to do with who they are today. That part of them does not die 
or go away. As much as we want to ignore that, it just doesn't go anywhere. The only choice we have is to accept that all of these things are who we are and we have no choice but to figure out a way to make the kid who grew up in the dysfunctional environment figure out how that kid is the reason that somebody is successful today and how the adult part of themselves that is so successful exists only because of the trouble of the past and the hunger that was generated for a person to escape that past. And in order to do that, that means that we have to accept everything about where we came from. We don't have to like it. We don't have to, I don't even think you have to forgive anybody, but you do have to recognize that the child who went through all of the things that you went through is still here and still needs the love and respect and acceptance of who you are today. This means accepting all parts of yourself no matter what. It also means that we talk about this in the world of trauma, and that is that you had survival skills growing up that you developed, and everybody has this, that helped you to deal with the family that you were raised in or the neighborhood that you were raised in. And it is those survival skills that might be presenting problems to you to this day. You know, it doesn't make sense necessarily to absolutely not trust your partner when your partner has done everything in the world to make you feel like you should trust them. It doesn't make sense to still use the mindset that helped you through that dysfunctional period of time in your childhood. However, there may be something that can be held on to, like being a skeptic, making sure that people earn your trust rather than just giving it to them. There is a place for these survival skills in your life today. And that's really what therapy has to do with when it comes to figuring out your identity. You have to come to terms with all parts of yourself that you develop throughout your lifetime and have them all get on board with what you need now and what you need going forward in your identity. And truly, people are happiest when they can integrate all these parts of themselves into who they are today. And that means unconditional self-acceptance of everything that has happened to you and where you are going. And I will see this when all parts of you come together. There was a podcast the other day um, on David Green's Bigger Pockets podcast. And one of the people he was interviewing 
spoke about how he's interested in real estate investing and he's also interested in sports and how he had taken that video game sports loving guy that he was growing up and surrounding himself with people who are like-minded when it comes to real estate investing and they compete and integrate sports into their everyday work life and i think that that is fantastic because that's what needs to happen so if you feel disjointed like you have parts that are hidden from each other or parts of you parts of your identity that don't seem to fit with who you are today again that's where therapy comes in where you get an opportunity to look at all of the parts of your identity and recognize that it's all part of one person and that you need to love and accept all the parts and figure out where they belong in your life now and in your future as always, be well and thank you for listening.